the characteristics of success are internal, are intrinsic. A mu'min can do what a non-believer can't ever do. If Allah helps you, no one can overcome you. And if Allah forsakes you, there is none to hold your hands after that. So Allah Rabbul Izzah sent Islam. And through this, Allah gave them purpose. So their every moment became about achieving the purpose, which is the rida of the Lord and His Jannah. You would watch them wake up in the middle of the night and stand in long sessions of prayer. Very productive. Why? Because I'm trying to earn the pleasure of God. And don't think they used to sleep all day the next day. You know, I have done the Hajjud Habibi, don't wake me up, you know. Uh, here, beautiful case of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. The Prophet Abu Huraira narrates, the Rasul came to the Sahaba and asked, Man asbaha minkum saima? Who amidst you woke up today fasting? Who is fasting today? So Abu Bakr said, I'm fasting. So he said, which one amidst you has gone? to a funeral procession today. Like who has helped out another human being and taken part in their funeral procession, you know, with the digging and the burying and all of that. And he said, I have a prophet of Allah. So the Rasul said, Man Which one amidst you has gone, found some poor person and given him food to, to eat, you know, uh, given him sadaqah. So he said, I have a prophet. And then he, the Prasul said, who has visited a sick person today? You know, to see how he is. Well, I have today. And the scholars say this was by the time of duha. Like it was in the morning still. He had already done all these things. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Why is he doing it? To please Allah Rabbul Izzah. And through that attain Jannah. You know, in Islamic history, there's, there's a scholar. One of his books is 80 volumes or 800 volumes. Like I, I, get, I get that mixed. And they say about him in his biography, he started to think, is it better for me to have bread, chew it, and then drink water, you know, and kind of eat that way? Or should I just get it in flour form and bake it like that? and then just put it in my mouth so I don't have to chew and stuff. Because chewing to him was a waste of time. So I can just process it straight. Do you know what type of person thinks like that? The one for whom every second matters. So I told you they became people of purpose, driven to maximize their impact and their productivity in every second. So they used to look for opportunities and subhanAllah, like, and don't, I, if I look at any segment of their community, uh, fascinating. So here, Uthman ibn Affan, old man, a Khalifa, running a whole state. And there were problems in the time of Uthman radiallahu anhu. The nation has spread from east to west. You know, and you would expect that he's a very busy man. I don't have time, I have to fix the problems of state. You guys do worship, I don't have time. But Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu is, you know, 
statements about him in history, he used to get a slave to hold the Quran for him, the Mus'haf for him at night. He used to read the whole Quran in Salah in one night. And in the morning, release the slave that go, you're emancipated, you're free. Do you understand? At old age, like in his 70s, productivity increased, output increased. And through that, you saw them conquer, you know, east and west. Because everyone else was just normal human and these were superhuman. So dear ones, for our time, let me just uh, end here and summarize for you, inshallah ta'ala. All the characteristics of success are internal, are intrinsic. They're inside of you. You need to change that. Success is not resources. I looked at a European country that doesn't have access to water. Like as in, it doesn't have an ocean touching it. Yet it has the biggest fleet of ships. And you would think, why do you, do you understand me? No ocean, no fleet. And there are nations that have oceans and no fleets. Do you understand? Like if it was based on resources and situations, uh, the ones with the oceans should have had large, big fleets, but no, this one does. You look at a country like Japan, Singapore, very rich, wealthy countries, but almost no resources. They even buy the water from another country. So success doesn't come from resources, nor does it come from climate, nor does it come from opportunities and situations. And success comes from inside of you. And it comes with the following. The first one, Iman. Work on your Iman, develop that. A mu'min can do what a non-believer can't ever do. Like just the fact that you can fast from morning till night in itself is a miracle. And we have little kids doing it. So increase, the stronger your Iman becomes, the more active, proactive, productive individual you'll become. Number one. Through that Iman, build a strong connection with Allah Rabbul Izzah. Because trust me, if Allah helps you, no one can overcome you. And if Allah forsakes you, there is none to hold your hands after that. And history is filled with examples of, of great men on whose side Allah Rabbul Izzah was. You know, if I start from the Prophet the Rasul is one day sitting under a tree. He's hanging his sword off the tree. A man came, disbeliever, took the sword, put it on the neck of the Prophet And swords are like blades, you know, it's just a cut, it will, it will cut the jugular veins off, you know. So he puts the sword on his neck and says, who will save you from me today? So the Prophet without thinking to Allah. So the man's hand froze, started to shake, the sword fell. So the Rasul took the sword, put it on his neck, says, who will save you from me today? Because I have an Allah and you don't have an Allah. You understand? So if Allah Rabbul Izzah is on your court, on your side, you have nothing to worry about. Uh, the moving down from the Prophet to the time of Umar ibn al-Khattab, uh, one of the, you know, I told you about the general that they had tied up from the Romans and they brought to Umar, uh, from the Persians, they brought him to Umar. So they came looking for Umar. Where is the Khalifa of the Muslims? Because he's expecting there'll be a royal court, there will be guards, um, you know, they will uh, 
pat you down to make sure you don't have any weapons, then there'll be a clearance, then you'll go, you'll sit in so many yards away from the Khalifa, and with his finger he will motion this way, he's expecting that. So he comes, you know where they found Omar, the head of, this, of, of the Muslim world. Some of the kids in, in the streets of Medina, they go, where is Omar? He, you know, he goes, he goes sleeping there under the tree next to the masjid. So he came, saw him, and they sit uh, a little away, so just, you know, the man can, can sleep, because you don't want to wake a person up sleeping. Uh, but the man is fascinated, so under his breath he says, you believed and did justice, and people were satisfied, so you were safe, so you could sleep. Do you understand? That, and he is happy. First of all, Allah is with me. Nothing can harm me. Secondly, I have executed the justice of the Lord. Everyone is happy with the justice of the Lord. No one has any intent to harm me. Do you understand that when Allah Rabbul Izz is with you, and there are people in our times who have, you know, a hundred thousand dollar beds and can't sleep without sleeping pills. Because... The head doesn't have the peace that it wants. So have Allah Rabbul Izzah on your side, dear ones. Have a strong relationship with Allah Rabbul Izzah. Um, unshackle yourselves from the fears that shaitan has shackled you with. Uh, because shaitan makes you afraid. He makes you afraid of poverty. He encourages you towards indecency. All those are tricks of shaitan. Uh, release yourselves from it. Your rizq is with Allah Rabbul Izzah. And lastly, follow for your body the physical program of the Rasul and the physical guidance of deen. Like for your bodies, follow the rules that Allah Rabbul Izzah has set for it. Uh, and including in your interactions with one another. This is what created their society against all odds. And they extended, as I say in my speeches, from Granada in Spain on one side to New Delhi and India on the other. And it wasn't a society like other societies that come. You know, Genghis Khan came and others came uh, ruling by the sword and cutting off necks and making big monuments of skulls. Uh, it was a society, an organization, a nation glowing with faith, glowing with knowledge, glowing with goodness, glowing with khair and barakah. Uh, so my Allah, Rabbul Izzah, Place barakah in goodness and khair and afiyah in your lives. And may Allah bless you and your families. And Allah make your attendance here a cause of khair for you uh, in this life and in the next. For your time and patience, I thank you. May Allah guide and guard you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.